Hi, my name is Casey Donaldson. And Paige Bowman. This is our English 9 Project Podcast. Today's topic of conversation will be an overview of the 2019-2020 Van Buren wrestling season, including some of our own thoughts and opinions. Overall, it was a fun and successful season. I think placing second as a team for a first official meet really fueled the wrestlers and set the tone for the rest of the season. I agree, especially since the competition wasn't very local. I think it gave the wrestlers a good foundation for the following meets throughout the season. We definitely ventured out of our comfort zone a lot with these bigger tournaments bringing forth so much competition that I feel like our guys have never seen before. Especially at tournaments like Defiance Border Wars and the Pit, SMCC duels definitely brought good competition, but without the stress of the big tournament, those tournaments were challenging for sure, which really showed through the wrestlers, but they persevered and took it on as a team. I think Defiance Border Wars was such an interesting experience, not only as map mates for us to kind of see it all, but seeing the wrestlers handle the pressure. That tournament brings in teams from Indiana, Michigan, and the tougher schools throughout Ohio that aren't necessarily in our area. That tournament really shows how wrestlers are trained so differently and prepared for matches in ways that maybe our wrestlers weren't and vice versa. You can tell that the guys handled the pressure pretty well, considering four of our eight wrestlers we took place at the tournament. Taking only eight wrestlers must have been a hard decision for the coaches. What's your take? Like, do you think it uh, benefited the wrestlers or like, the team? Or like, what's your take? <laughs> I think I agree. It was probably definitely a hard decision for the coaches. But I think overall, it probably benefited not only the team, but the wrestlers individually. Because I think it definitely got more experience for those who... You know, their career definitely craves more experience and more, like, um, intense, difficult competition and environments. And I think for those who weren't necessarily necessarily ready for that, I think it definitely gave them the practice and the time that they needed to grow in the environments that the more advanced guys were already used to, if that makes sense. I think the advanced wrestlers find those tournaments more of, like, their time to, like, really, like, show themselves. Like, yeah. At, they feel at, more comfortable in it, almost. Yeah, yeah. Another big and very fun tournament was the pit. Um, that one's always fun. That one's... It's a good time. Because I think it's a big tournament. It's, like, serious and all, but I feel like... We take it a little less serious with when we bring like smaller groups of guys. And of course, like the people that run that tournament are so fun. Like the Perrysburg coach just like dances with his team like for warm ups. You remember that? And you yeah. go to the balcony, he's just on the mat like dancing. Like that's a fun environment. Like it's like it's and the gym is super cool too. Like how it's like a big track and then it, it like dips down into like the gym area. And when you're on the track, you can just see everything. Like yeah. So. It's very helpful for us as map mates because you can you kind of have like all eyes on the mats like where you need to be at. Mm-hmm. Um. This was another one of those tournaments where we we only brought five wrestlers with us, which I think I think working like splitting the team in small groups definitely creates like 
a more fun environment, which sounds like weird, but I think it takes the pressure off of like attracting such a big crowd for not only the team trying to impress the rest of the team, but like for us mat maids, getting a break is so nice. Yeah. Like it's like in between different matches, there could be like a forty-five minute break. Oh, I know, and especially like at this tournament. The more advanced wrestlers I feel like are usually like higher weight classes so you have like one or two kids wrestling down a few weight classes and you have this huge break in the middle between all the lighter weight classes but I think that Where we really just have time to like just relax and like mess around and have I fun know. I know which is so nice like that is Amami's biggest wish at any yeah. tournament Especially because most tournaments are like crazy. Like the VBI, I felt like we were so busy. Like we were always go, go, go. Like we barely had time to like sit down. Like our friends came to watch the wrestlers and support them. Like we could barely talk to them because we were like running around to here, here, that yeah, minute, that yeah. minute, that minute, trying to get like figure things out. And definitely at home meets, I think it's even worse because, you know. There's a lot of pressure as you as like the home, like. Oh yeah. People. Oh, yeah. Like, especially because like there's i mean of course we have such a great staff from the school that works on tournaments like sets everything up and makes Mm -hmm. sure everything's kept in order but like some of that pressure is on you me and allison as matmates especially for the home team like making sure everything's in line make sure supplies make sure like there's a (laughs) make sure all the wrestlers like are like ready to go and like they're at their mat and like they're not messing around playing fortnite in the community room like yeah yeah the wrestlers are that's definitely something us matmates are always keeping an eye out for is making sure the wrestlers are up and like actually at warming up and like what you think is something that just would come so naturally to them but i guess as boys yeah sometimes they forget their numbers and like oh yeah yeah um i was gonna say there was a tournament i'm not sure if you were there or not um but there was a home meet and before it started a ref noticed i was talking to my dad about yeah yeah we were leaving to go get food for um, my brother, who's about to wrestle. And before the tournament started, a ref heard me talk to my dad about leaving, and he came up to me and he was like, like asking where I was going, and I was like, oh, I'm just running to like a gas station. He's like, can you buy me a leave? And I was I like, that. he was the nicest ref ever, though. Oh, I know. And he gave me money to go buy him a leave because he wasn't feeling good. He had this big tournament to work, and I just think it's so funny. Like, I feel like as Matt made you. It's such a huge responsibility, but I feel like it's like it's such a good thing. Like I'm so grateful to like yeah. be responsible for like kind of everything. Like it gives you like a like like pride. Yeah, almost like you have a part in everything. Like, you like you're so like happy to be like with this team and like yeah. with yeah. the people. Everyone's so like and like great. be involved in the sport. Like it's just like you're so heavily involved as my man. Yeah. Like, and I'm you're so, so close to all the wrestlers. All the wrestlers are like brothers oh, yeah. to you, and like it's like such a big family. And I'm so like thankful for that. And like, like I said, it's such a big responsibility. But like, I wouldn't want it to be any other way. Like, you have a part with the refs and the coaches and the fans and the, just the environment. Like everything, you play a part, a little part in everything. Which yeah. I think, and you especially see that in the bigger tournaments and especially like the home tournaments. Yeah, which, I love that about the whole Matt made thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it gives you such like a good comfortable feeling yeah it's like like I know exactly what you're trying to say speaking of close relationships with wrestlers Kate Whitaker has always been like a, definitely a uh, character on the team he's always yeah. been a leader he's always been the one to be like 
go to this, go to that, like, getting everything. But at the same time, keeps such a, like, a light mood, you know? Yeah, he's like, like, he's always making jokes, he's always... Oh, yeah. He's got, uh, he has a trait for every situation, I feel like. Like, yeah. his personality, like, he just... And I think that definitely shows through his leadership and his role on the team, and I think everyone has always been very... They always look up to him. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's very, like, an inspiration to the younger wrestlers, and, like... Oh, yeah. I feel like everyone looks up to him in a way, and like, uh... Yeah, I know exactly (laughs) what you mean. Um, Cade Whitaker is a senior, or he was a senior on the team this year. He's been with the team for as long as we can remember, since Biddies. Since Biddies, yeah. Um, And this year was a big year for him, I'd say. But also very unfortunate at the end. Yes, very unfortunate. the whole thing with COVID-19 and he got his end of the year state tournament ripped away from him which is just completely like heartbreaking for yeah now I can't imagine him but like even for us it was heartbreaking yeah so for him and his family I can't even begin to imagine how it feels it was definitely I mean just how proud everyone was of him especially mm-hmm. I know like you and I talked about it a lot how proud we were of him you know his senior year it's already such a big deal and to end it, you know, making it to state. And not only the state, or the match, I'm sorry, that got him into state. Was crazy. Was literally insane. He beat a local rival, um, Deontay Davis, who is from Corey Rawson. They've always, they've wrestled quite a few times, yeah. I'd say. And they've Especially always, during the season. Oh yeah, this season. It's always been such a tough match for both of them. They've, they go so head-to-head, and they're very close. And I feel like the matches have never been... Oh, yeah, he definitely had that one. Or, no, yeah. he had that one. Like it was It's very... always one move that completely defines a match. Exactly. And I think that's kind of how it was in this last yeah, match. Yeah, definitely. And so, with that being said, uh, we want to bring Cade on here, and we're going to just talk to him about his ideas about the season, how it went, and a lot about how the end of the season, how he had to wrap it up, and how that affected him and his season. Being a senior is definitely a big responsibility and probably instills a lot of leadership in you. How was it taking on that role for the team? Uh, going into my freshman year, uh, there was a lot of uh, good leaders on the team. Uh, they kind of taught me like what I know and uh, what I took in. But um, in my four years of high school, um, I guess it, just in every sport, I guess I was just growing up with that personality. Uh, I've been around it for so long. And um, coming from uh, somebody like me, I guess um, most people wouldn't really look at me as a leader, I guess you could say. Uh, I've kind of been through it all. Um, my four years of high school, especially in wrestling, uh, eligible two out of four years. Um, so I can uh, relate with the kids uh, from the highs and the lows. Um, I've been at the lowest of lows, and I've been at the highest of highs uh, to make it into state this year. Um, and I, I guess understanding um, other people's perspectives and uh, where other people come from is a big part of being a leader, like understanding people's capabilities. Uh, you, you really have to know each individual on the team. Um, I would say everybody on our team was a pretty uh, close-knit group. We kind of grew up wrestling together, mm-hmm. there, uh, give or take. A bit. And um, I, I guess I just knew every kid pretty personally. Uh, I knew their capabilities. I knew uh, the levels they should be on. Uh, and where they were so I tried to push each person um, to, to their highest capabilities even uh, 
even when I wasn't, I kind of had to hold myself accountable uh, for some things I didn't even want to. Uh, mostly just being eligible those two years, I really had to. Uh, it, it was embarrassing. Uh, it was definitely a lesson learned. Um, but that, that that is probably the biggest thing that uh, made me a leader was uh, was I, when I was at the lowest of lows. I really had to um, uh, c- kind of put everyone else on the backbone and uh, that not really let. Um, the rest of the team come down uh, give everybody else up and uh, understand like really what it truly means to be a leader and uh, make coaches job easy and uh, things like that so yeah um, I think this season you definitely kind of stepped up your game a little bit and I think do you, well do you think that had anything to do with being a leader to others do you think it kind of bettered yourself a little bit oh absolutely um even just like in a sport like wrestling, uh, just uh, competing. Um, this this year, uh, being a senior, um, at the start of the year, I actually started in, like, not really start, kind of towards the middle around uh, defiance and the pit, like you guys talked about. I honestly kind of struggled uh, during that time period. And um, I kind of just had to tell myself that I only have one last shot at this. And um, going through that phase I went I went through a really hard phase there um and I talked uh to your dad Casey uh coach Donaldson and um we actually had a pretty long text one time it was after the defiance border wars I was kind of really questioning myself um and my capabilities and uh he kind of got me back on that uh on that track kind of tell me that this is my last go around i gotta make the most of it um and being a leader like i said in the last question like i couldn't let anyone else see my struggles because if, if they saw me struggling they were going to struggle and and um being a leader i even let that happen so i, I don't know i just i, I kind of got my confidence back um i started believing in what i could do i've been wrestling since i've been four years old uh so everybody who i went out to wrestle uh hasn't been doing it any longer or, or anything nothing. so I'm just going out there with that mindset and, and knowing my teammates and, and the guys out in this area uh, with Aiden being my practice partner having uh, Caleb Snodgrass up in the wrestling room uh, that really helps me push myself guys like Dino who are coming up stepping in uh, I, I had a I had a rough match. Uh, I had to compete up in the room uh just to make myself better, but we all made each other better, and uh, I, I think that that really helped me out a lot. So, right, right. Your hundredth career win was obviously a big accomplishment. January has always been known to be a month full of really hard tournaments. Getting your hundredth win at the final tournament of January did that give you some sort of relief, or maybe even pride at the end of the month? Um, my hundredth win. If I'm being completely honest, uh, I remember one day going up to practice, and uh, coach kind of hung up uh, some uh, papers that basically said where we were at. I, I was way closer than uh, what I anticipated I was. I didn't realize how close I, I really was to 100 win. So um, I, I guess it gave me some, some sort of pride. Um, 100 wins was always one of my goals. Um, but like understanding that like once I got to 100 wins I couldn't stop there um like I, I still had a whole another like I still had that whole other half of the season and uh January is a very very hard time of almost everybody's uh seasons 
when it comes to wrestling. Once you get to January, it really um, shows. You really start to uh, prove where you're at uh, with like the rankings and just like personally on where you know where you stand against the competition and uh, weight classes and what weight class might fit you best. Once you get to January, it's kind of it's kind of that stone. It's kind of a grind from there. And Coach Slaughterback and Coach Johnson, uh, they do a very good job of uh, really filling that schedule for January and making sure we're we're seeing guys who won't only you know put us up in the rankings if we beat them, uh, but they also do a very good job of uh, making sure we see guys make us better um, for things like getting to the state tournaments, those districts, league, and all that. So all those sort of tournaments, they, they do a they do a great job making sure prepared for that. Talking about the match that qualified you for state, obviously it was very intense, not only knowing what was at stake, but going against a local opponent. What was it like going into that match, and how did you feel afterwards? That match, um, still until this day, I guess me chills think about it. Uh, going into the match, um, a lot of people don't really know but or have heard, but at sectionals, um, I actually wrestled Deontay in the finals, um, and I went from he got the best of me, and uh, he beat me five, five, four, I think it was, or yeah, it was something along those lines, and uh, it was a really close match. So um, going into districts, uh, I, I'll never forget it. Me and Coach Slaughterback were uh, sitting in his office. We were looking at the bracket that came out for districts a few days early because it always comes out earlier than um, the tournament starts. So we're kind of looking at my draw and. Um, everything kind of planned out to if I won the match that I was supposed to win uh, with, with a few close ones give or take the, the matches I I should have won um, it, it kind of planned out where I knew I would have Deontay uh, Davis for my match to go and all week leading up uh, to that district tournament it was very um, I don't want to say I focus on Deontay because because every kid who makes it to districts it's not just some some blow by match. It's certainly not a match like any of those matches are certainly not ones I can just uh, blow off because every kid there is good. And um, I kind of went in there understanding that you know I I'm only guaranteed to two match uh, you know for basically the rest of my life when it comes to wrestling and. Um, I ended up getting to Deontay, and I, I was I, I was ready. Um, Deontay got beat in the match the match before, and uh, I won my match. Deontay lost in semis, and uh, I kind of worked my way up through uh, the losers bracket, and I, I, I got to him. And before the match, I uh, I was I was really nervous. Um, I, I just kind of knew what was at stake. Uh, I knew Deontay wrestled before. I knew I could beat him. But I knew it just wasn't going to be some match I could just go out there and I was just going to win. And um, we put Slaughter back all year long. We kind of knew that my competition around this area was going to be Deontay. He's a wrestler and he made his mark all through high school. And uh, I kind of knew what I had to do to beat him. And going to the match, right at the beginning of the match, he took me down uh, late in the first period. 
Um, he took me down with literally like 0.2 seconds left. And uh, it was a questionable call. Um, it, it was really close. It could have went either way if he got the takedown or not, and they gave it to him. And I was down 2 nothing going into the second period. And it, it kind of... It was kind of like a shot in the foot. I was like, dang, like, it, we could have went into the second period 0-0, zero, zero, like, right where I wanted it to be, but I wasn't. So I, I completely had to change my game plan. And uh, everybody kind of knows that match is, is like that big move, as you guys were talking about. And mm-hmm. I knew going into the second period, I was going to have to do something like that. I was going to have to make it happen and, uh, before I went to the third period. But I knew if I could take him into the third period as a lead, I was going to win the match. And... Uh, he he went for a double leg. I remember I, I blocked it off. He stood up. And I threw him, and I, I got my back points. I, it was right on the edge of the match, or right on the edge of the mat. And it was really close. Being out of bounds, I don't know what that match would have happened if if you know that that throw would have ended up out of bounds. I, I don't know that the outcome would have could have possibly been different. And I landed it. Then we stood up out of bounds and didn't end up pinning him. And the ref called a technical violation because uh, he was hitting me in the face, so I got another point. And I was up 7-2. to two. Um, It was basically right towards the end of the second period. I had him on his back for quite a while until we went out of bounds. And right after I hit that, my game plan changed again. In, in wrestling, that happens a lot. Like, there's no... There's no playbook for wrestling matches. You, you can't you can't write down a script and go out there and and like, you just can't really do that. The switch it all the time. So I had to switch it again. I kind of knew like I just got to wrestle and and I'll win this match. And it, wrestling's very hard, like conditioning wise. Like no matter how much you condition, you're gonna be tired when it comes to the third period. But after that move, I was so. But my adrenaline was going so much. Like I, I wasn't tired even the slightest bit. I remember I, could, I got a bloody nose, and usually I would, I would tell the ref I had a bloody nose so I could get off the mat and uh, and get my breath. But uh, I was ready to go, and he was tiring out, and I knew that that move kind of kind of devastated him. So I stayed in, and I wrestled, and I ended up winning the match. I remember we went out of bounds at the end of the third period with eight seconds left, and I knew I had it. And uh, I kind of got up and I, I screamed. Eight seconds left to go, and I remember uh, I looked at your dad and uh, Coach Slaughterback right in the eyes, and I finished the match because anything can happen uh, with eight seconds left in wrestling. So I finished it, and after the match, uh, it was it's it's very like it's still to this day surreal. Like I, I uh, no, I started crying. Like everything that I worked up. Dude, to this point, like, this is exactly what I wanted. Like, this is exactly what I've worked for since I've been four years old. Like, it's always a goal to go wrestle in Columbus. And uh, I remember looking at Coach Potter back in. Donaldson, it was the first time I've ever legitimately seen him cry. And uh, I came off. I gave, him a, I gave him a hug. And and then I went up and I saw my family. I mean, it was my, it was my goal. My dad was texting me uh, the, the night before. And about, about this match, you know, I was going to have Deontay just to go out there and do my thing. And I've been wrestling since I was four, and I did it. And it was just so, uh, it's, it's just not explainable. Like, I, it was a feeling I'll never be able to explain to anybody. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's still so surreal, but, yeah. 
Yeah, I remember like filming that match. I remember literally like shaking because like the adrenaline, like between the coaches, between you, like between everyone watching, was like just like crazy, like through the roof high, and like it was just crazy. Oh, dude, it was cr- I just like blacked out when I hit that move. I would have blacked out. Everything was silent. Like oh, it was so, it was crazy. It was so crazy. <laughs> In light of COVID-19, how did you handle the news about state being canceled? Uh, COVID-19 obviously has done um, tons of crazy things to not only myself and the wrestling community and guys like Caleb Snodgrass who also made it, but uh, I kind of took the approach that I wasn't in this alone. Like, you know, it a lot of people uh, nowadays um, kind of act like they're entitled to everything. I was never entitled to make the state tournament. You know, I was I was never entitled to be able to wrestle here in my high school career. Uh, just you know, uh, being put in this situation to be able to uh, wrestle um, four years of high school wrestling uh, for a team like Van Buren and everyone who's been along with the ride with me. Um, kind of did it justice, so I kind of took um, a little bit of an unselfish approach, uh, just like my teammate uh, Caleb. Me and him uh, had endless talks uh, in my bedroom and Coach Slaughterback's office, and uh, we said just, I mean, we'd even tear up uh, and, and cry about this situation, but we, we kind of sat back and um, we realized that this pandemic that, that is going on is way bigger um, than the sport of wrestling. Um, I've I've gotten into uh, contact with uh, John Grass, who, is, like, who uh, leads the OHSAA, and uh, I, I've talked to him a lot. Uh, it, there's really no answer um, to any of this stuff, and I just had to make sure I uh, understood that because... I, I kind of learned really quick that nothing life is guaranteed. Uh, like, it brings me back to my sophomore junior year when I'm eligible. Like, like that, that was definitely something I could have changed. And I, I regret that, but something I, I can't regret, or not that I can't regret, is it something that I can't change. So. I don't know, just understanding the approach that uh, I'm not in this alone. Uh, everybody's affected by it, so, yeah. yeah. exactly. I think that was, even though it was so hard to, like, come to terms with, I think it's a very, like, mature understanding that you have, which I'm sure a lot of people appreciate. Yeah, it was a hard one, that's for sure. So hopefully that gave you some more insight on the season and just open up a new perspective. One that I think is very valuable to hear firsthand, you know, from a senior with all the leadership and the roles. And especially one, I think Cade's story is really, I mean, we've never had anything like this, you know, getting to stay and being so excited and then having it ripped away like that due to something worldwide, you know, this pandemic that's affecting everyone. So I think that was definitely good not only good insight on the season and like the roles played throughout the team but I think you know as a wrestler it's kind of inspiration inspirational
Another huge accomplishment for the team this year was winning our fifth consecutive BBC Championship title. I think BBC, you know, it's always very stressful prior to the tournament. And, I mean, during the tournament, it's the stress is crazy because you mm-hmm. never really... You never know how the points are going to turn out. Yeah, you never know the official, like, team scores. And if you... You may have an idea, but you're never, like... You never know it right down to it. And, you know, throughout the tournament, they announce it maybe once or twice to Mm -hmm. the gym. But never close to when it really matters. Yeah. And it's it's always so, like... Um, intense waiting for the yeah, results as they come suspenseful. through like they do the fifth fourth place oh, and then yeah. it goes to third and then second and it's like usually between us and lb oh yeah so Which hearing lb's rival. name like after the name is like said we all go crazy and it's, it's just great and you know as an announcer they definitely do a great job at <laughs> keeping the crowd so you know in suspense and it i mean it's so cool to see when it's being announced. Um, the team really comes together in this big huddle. And I know over the years, just seeing it, you know, seeing the team all together, and you can just tell they're all just, you know, from the bottom of their heart, praying that we pulled through and that we managed to overcome the competition. So I think when they're announcing the winners, it's just so, it's very like, family moment mm-hmm. I feel like and just being able to like see that it puts so much into perspective like it's a sport but it's so much more than sport like, and even even during like uh the tournament the wrestlers were like hype each other up like we need this win like you can do it like like and we even gave pep talks that tournament because we were like we oh, need yeah. this BBC win like I remember we gave it to one of our wrestlers Jace and he went out and won yeah pinned his so. kid so like just being able to like you know relay this message to them and show them you know how much it really counts and then seeing them go out there and do it like it also you know it's more about it's more than the team score and the final outcome of the tournament it's you know giving 110 percent the entire tournament Mm -hmm. and seeing the wrestlers do that i think is like blows my mind every time like it's just incredible seeing what they go through all the time and like how much dedication and hard work they put into it and at tournaments like this just seeing it all come together is like it just blows my mind. Like, it's a great feeling. It really is, and like I feel like us Matt maids like are on the front line. You know, we 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 don't go through what the wrestlers go through at all, but we see it, and like mm-hmm. we know what they've been working towards, and we know what they're capable of, and seeing them do what we know they can do, like just like I can't even put it into words, like how proud it always makes me feel, mm-hmm. like so much and some of the wrestlers need to be reminded of that like they need to be reminded that they know what to do they just need to put it into what they're doing Mm -hmm. which i think matt raids this year we kind of we spoke to a lot of wrestlers about that i feel like Mm -hmm. which i think was super important because it sometimes you know it's a tough sport the mentality that goes into it and the mental toughness you have to have to withstand the sport and the matches the tournaments everything Sometimes the wrestlers just need that reminder. Mm-hmm. Like you know what you're doing. Just you just gotta go out there and you gotta. You just need that effort to exactly be put forth to accomplish what you know you can do. Like what we all know you can do. And I love that BBC definitely. It shows that from everyone. Like the support from the team. It just it's so. It just feels like such a family, and it's on that day especially. I feel like mm-hmm. and the coaches, everything. Like it just all comes together, and so. It's so nice, like, the relief, like, seeing it. Mm-hmm. I agree.
even though wrestling is obviously a very difficult and intense sport, we just as a team, and I know especially as Matt Maids everything, we definitely love to have fun at tournaments and there has been mm-hmm. some crazy tournaments with Crazy memories. Yeah, and just the memories just really I feel like tie together the season. Not only is everyone working so hard to accomplish these big things and but the memories and all the fun times mm-hmm. we have at tournaments have just been have really like made the season what it was. One of my favorite memories from the season was definitely at the pit when they cleared the gym before finals since it was such a big tournament. And we tried to stay in the gym since, I don't know, we just didn't want to leave. Well, wrestlers and coaches were allowed, but for some reason, the administration wanted mat maids out of the gym. Yeah. So the guy came around checking to make sure everyone was out and, like, just clearing out the gym. And he came around to us, and he, mm-hmm. I can't remember what he said. He was like, are you guys mat maids? We were like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he, well, like, he told us we had to head to the auxiliary gym, which is a smaller, like, set-aside gym. Yeah. And then Cody, I mean... Cade, <laughs> he um, tried to tell the guy that we were Cody and Dino. Since they were not at the tournament, they got um, they were out on the first day. So he tried to tell them that we were them, but then we ultimately got kicked out. And After trying to convince this administration that we were wrestlers. Yeah. It was funny. He took it pretty good, though. We were yeah, good. so we went to the auxiliary gym, and then we found this baseball, and we started throwing it around, and then we met these two wrestlers from another team, and we... It was funny because we got a streaks timer picture and it was just, it was just fun. Mm-hmm. Because they thought we were making a TikTok. It was yeah. just like a funny interaction. Yeah. And we told them we got kicked out and everything. Yeah. And then eventually we got back and got back to the tournament. Yeah. I think we even came back in early. Like we, we snuck back did. in. Yeah. Because we had a baseball and then we were playing with the team. And and I still have that baseball till this day. <laughs> yeah. And we have another one that we stole from another tournament. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny. There's baseballs at, like, all these schools, like, just mm-hmm. laying around. And frisbees. I have another frisbee from a oh, tournament. Yeah. I have souvenirs from each tournament. It's I remember funny. we have a basketball, like, a little, like, foam basketball <laughs> from a tournament last year that I still have. And I remember it's just that we played with for hours at this tournament, just downtime. Um, definitely one of my favorite memories from this season. I know Paige, you weren't there yourself, but Allison was. We stayed in a hotel for um, SMCC duels. That's always a fun tournament. Um, I feel like it's not. I mean, of course, it's ter- tournament, and we take it very seriously. But it's not as intense or draining. I feel like as the other big tournaments are. So it definitely gives us a chance to just have fun and kind of relax. And like being in a hotel. We go out to chat and mats every year and have this big team dinner after day one. And it's just, it's always super fun. And at chat and mats, the restaurant we go to, they have a claw machine, but it's full of rubber ducks. And it's just these miniature rubber ducks. And they have, there's a bunch of different ones. And I don't remember how it started, but someone on the team was getting rubber ducks from this claw machine. And then next thing you know, everyone is in line with a dollar trying to get rubber ducks from this machine and I mean it's just funny to see the guys you know who usually you see in such suspenseful like intense moments buying rubber ducks from a claw machine at a restaurant (laughs) and um next thing you know they're 
just there's like six people from our team in this restaurant running around with five or six rubber ducks in their hands and we're there's people at tables trading ducks because they're all they all look different and so we're all sitting around running with ducks and trading ducks through this restaurant and while the coaches and the parents are still eating and just talking at this at their table and I think it was just so fun and it was just it was crazy and just kind of silly but it was a good end to a day that was you know intense and serious and lots of competition and I just still think that is something that's it's just funny to think Mm -hmm. about and just look back on Another one of my favorite memories was when we were in Mr. Zander's office. Like, that's where we go to chill in between matches. Like, that's where we go get our food and stuff and keep our stuff. And um, before the meet even started, we saw there was a toaster in there. So we texted Casey's mom, and her, Casey's mom brought us a whole loaf of bread and a whole thing of peanut butter. So during the whole tournament, that's all we ate. Like, we toasted peanut butter. We toasted bread and put peanut butter on it, and we literally every ate that, chance we got yeah. peanut butter toast. <laughs> we literally ate that whole loaf of bread that tournament, and like I remember, like I feel like I only drank Pepsi, and I only ate <laughs> yeah, I only ate peanut butter bread. So our diets during meats are very inconsistent. horrible. They're so bad because we never pizza. We never have cheddar chicken sandwich. It's just whatever convenient. Yeah, it's whatever's there. And I remember, like you said, at that tournament, I remember we get done with the match, and we'd find each other, and we'd just be like. Peanut butter toast? And we'd be like, yeah. And we'd both, <laughs> yeah, both we go both to the office. It. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it was. A memory that I will never forget this season was we had a duel against Carrie on a weeknight. And I remember we, uh, Coach Slaughterback, had talked with the Carrie head coach beforehand and one of our wrestlers, Dylan Venata, was he was over the cutoff for heavyweight. So he wasn't able to wrestle because he was just over the weight limit. And Soderbach had talked with Carrie's head coach. And Carrie, they had a wrestler the exact same way who was just a little too heavy for heavyweight. And so we arranged an exhibition, like off the record match for... Dylan Venata and Carrie's wrestler, so it was just it was just funny, and I remember we had the, the whole super team. heavyweight match. Yeah, pretty much, and I remember just the whole team just they were eating it up. They thought it was so funny and <laughs> just cheering on Dylan. And Dylan ended up winning. He pinned his kid, and it was the our team on the bench literally just exploded. Like it was just such a fun little. It was a good start to a duel. Something we will never forget is that VBI, um, before the tournament started, all the lights in the gym went out. Like all it was, the power throughout the entire yeah, school. Yeah, like the bathroom lights were out, the hallway lights were out. Like it was complete darkness. And like Slaughterback was running around trying to get the lights back on. Like he called my dad, who's an electrician, was like, "How do I get this on?" And like it was super stressful. And you could yeah. tell Slaughterback, you know, he's always stressed. Pretty much stressed, yeah. And he has a watch, and it tells him his stress levels. And it's always been like a joke. We always like, oh, check your stress levels. Like, what are your stress levels right now? And of course, you know, he runs past us in the hallway, and we had to be like, hey, check your stress levels. He turns his watch on. It's like it's all like the all way the way red. to the, yeah. It's, it's like, like as far as it goes. He's like, oh, sounds about right. And it's definitely that was 
yeah chaotic it was chaotic like he put spotlights up and like everyone was sitting in this gym completely dark and everyone's like come in like what the heck's going on everyone's asking us what's going on and we like have no idea and i know like it came a point where the wrestlers had to start warming up because we couldn't postpone this tournament too much because of course it's a big one and you know it's a two-day tournament and we couldn't use too much of people's time it wasn't supposed to like storm later that night too yeah every bbi every year a bbi Huge snowstorm there's always every year horrible weather yeah it's always terrible and that definitely sucks i know last year we had tournaments that had to or teams sorry that had to drop out of the tournament because their school wouldn't let them travel back the next day but yeah the weather and w- the weather that we were expecting that evening definitely combined took a turn yeah and combined with the power outage it was a stressful start to a definitely. good weekend but good thing eventually the lights came on so we got it figured out <laughs> yeah overall again i think this season was super successful not only from you know a standpoint of being friends with the team and bond and just family and everything but i think it's definitely one for the books, you know, venturing out into new, bigger tournaments, new environments, new competition. Um, I think we definitely handled that well. And of course, one for the books and just so many memories mm-hmm. that we'll never forget. Definitely a big thanks to the coaches, the parents, the fans, like everyone. Yeah, could like. not be possible at all without anyone. I mean, mm-hmm. so much work goes into it from everyone yeah from every standpoint too especially like slaughterback dealing as a coach and the athletic athletic director director. yeah that's crazy he's not an easy job yeah and he's such a huge part of like she said like being athletic director and organizing tournaments everything but also being the head coach so that's Mm -hmm. i mean he does he does a great job too and Mm -hmm. And i know the players love him i know we love him like oh yeah he's great (laughs) And definitely just, again, like the parents and the fans, you know, creating this atmosphere mm-hmm. for the wrestlers and, you know, giving them people to show off to and just show what the team is really about, mm-hmm. I think. And what they accomplished over the season, like, yeah. Um, definitely a season to remember. Definitely. <laughs>